Hi, this is Arjen Lukassen from the Arion Project, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. I know you want her, but don't you trust her? And wealth is all she craves. Can you see it now? Can you feel it? How she'll drag our good name down. She'll drag our good name down. She's the talk on the town. Hello, this is Nick with Sonic Perspectives, and I'm happy to once again be speaking with one of my absolute musical idols, Mr. Arjen Lukensen. Welcome, Arjen. Hi, Nicholas. I'm honored for that introduction. <laughs> um, <laughs> we last spoke uh, when uh, we were talking about the release of uh, Arion Universe Live, and right, uh, right. S- since then you have uh, happily dragged me to the Netherlands for another beautiful vacation around Into the Electric Castle Live. Oh, great. Uh, great we got great. Uh, the live release from that. Uh, but we're together today to discuss the upcoming Arion Studio album Transitus, due out September 25th via Music Theory Recordings. Uh, that being said, I can't help but ask about the obvious. Uh, how has quarantine been for you, and uh, did it have any impact on the writing or recording of the new album? Well, the thing is, I've been, I, I'm such, I'm a credible recluse, you know, it's really, I, I've been in lockdown for 30 years, so <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of experience at this quarantine thing, so not much changed for me. Um, for the album, uh, luckily everything was finished before the whole thing started, so, because um, I love to have the, the singers next to me, you know, the musicians, so mm. all the singers flew over to Holland and they were in my studio. And also, I was able to to go to England to record my favorite doctor of Doctor Who, Tom Baker. So, yeah, luckily, everything was ready before that. Um, the only thing is it was planned to be a movie. And the whole thing is set up to be a movie. And of course, in these days, it's it's hard to do a movie. Uh, firstly, you know, a movie costs millions. So it's a lot of investment, which is hard to get these days. Plus, uh, the shooting, of course, is very difficult, difficult with all the guidelines. Yeah, of course. Um, and actually, I, I would say that kind of sounds like uh, you had uh, kind of the opposite reaction to the quarantine, because over the last few albums, it seemed to be that more and more uh, singers were forced to do their parts uh, long distance, or at least a couple per album. So having uh, all or most uh, of the singers in studio, I would say, was actually probably a return to, to somewhat normalcy for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Especially people I've never worked with before. It's very, very important to have them next to me. You know, and, and uh, I, I'm always so honored in the behind the scenes of my albums. Uh, my, my girlfriend interviews the singers and they're always like, and it was so easy and it went so fast. And he got so much out of me that I didn't know I could do, which is like the biggest compliment you can give me, you know. Yeah. Um, but of course, there are still some singers like uh, Tommy Karavik. Uh, who did it in his own studio in Sweden because I worked with him so many times now this is the third or the fourth time and I know exactly what he can do he knows exactly what I want so uh, it's better for him to do it at ease you know in in his studio whenever he is having a good day he will record and you know uh, record a little the next day so uh, once I've worked with someone you know and I uh, some people I totally uh, trust to do it on their own 
Yeah, when when I'm if I'm recommending Ariane to somebody or or any of your music, one of the things I, I I say is that, or one of the things I love is that you always seem to get the best out of singers, whether it be someone new you're unfamiliar with or, or getting kind of a different take out of you know someone more established. I think that's always one of the the selling points for Ariane is is what you can bring out of the singers. Cool, and it's such a big compliment. You know, and of course, it's not nice for the band <laughs> to hear like, "Hey, he's he's better in Ariel than on your album." You know, <laughs> that's a bit crappy. <laughs> um, speaking, uh, yeah, for me, that's 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 huge. Yeah, and and, and speaking of uh, you know some of the new people, um, you know, I've 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 known over the past two years or so that I've I've kind of taken a step back as far as I'm, I'm not picking up the new music that I'm, I'm accustomed to, you know, over the, the decade and a half, maybe that uh, preceded that. I've, I've been a little bit in the backseat and behind on things. But right, for, right. But, but for you, you, you kind of always seem to, you know, be on the cusp and, and getting new people um, oh, yeah. like Cammy Gilbert. Do you make a conscious effort to make sure you're, you're out exploring and, and, and hearing new things? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because my musical taste is maybe like you stuck in the 70s, you know, that's when it was happening for me. But I, I wouldn't want to be totally stuck there. So I want to really, really stay up to date what's happening. Uh, I'm subscribed to a lot of magazines. So I, I, I read a lot of magazines. Uh, a lot of these magazines come with cover mount CDs. Mm. Uh, I always listen to them to just to, to uh, find new talent. And you mentioned Cabby. Uh, she was on a compilation or a, a cover mount album with, uh, I think it was a cover of Wider Shade of Pale uh, with Oceans of Slumber. And, and really, that that's mostly I go jogging or walking outside, so I, I can't see the band, so I'm just listening, you know. But I heard her and it was like, oh, my God, who is this, you know, going to YouTube immediately to check her out. So, yeah, I, I really want to stay updated and, and, and uh, discover new talent. Yeah, and uh, you know, like you say, it's it, you can always pretty much count on any Ariana album that there's going to be at least one or two, um, you know, completely uh, new oh, people yeah. on there that there there haven't been before. So you had mentioned that the album was originally going to be a movie, right? Um, yes. You know, can, and originally, you know, even if there was an audio companion, it wasn't originally slated to be an Ariana album. It transitioned into that at some point. Can you tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about? you know, how that transition was made from, from movie to audio sure. only to sure. Arian. Sure. Well, I worked on it for about three years. I think I started in 2017. And um, yeah, it was set up to be a movie. Uh, uh, the actors, the singers were actually going to be the actors in the movie. So uh, I already contacted my favorite director, uh, who is who is like the biggest director in Holland, and he was very interested. I contacted funding agencies, uh, so I, I was going somewhere. Uh, and then, after two or three years, you know, the the pandemic started, and I was like, okay, you know, I I, I can't do a movie right now. It's 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 gonna be uh, impossible with all the guidelines, and and poss impossible to get the funding for it. Um, but I don't want to wait for, I've got the music now. I don't want to wait for years to, until, until I can release it or until I can use it. So I went to the record company and, uh, played the stuff to them. And I was like, uh, well, what do you think? You know, shall we release this and how? And, and they were like, well, 
okay, it's it's very different from your from your last Aryan albums. I mean, the source was a prog metal album, uh, and this is more like a, a musical. But they said it still has all the Aryan ingredients. It still has the the concept. It still has the many singers. It still has a very eclectic music, many different musical styles. Um, so they were like, let's just release it as an Aryan and. At first, I had to get used to that because it wasn't written as an Aryan. I, I think I would have done it a little bit different if I, from the beginning, I would have known it was an Aryan. I think more instrumental parts, maybe a bit more complicated here and there. Um, but I could definitely live with it, and I made some changes in the end, you know, to make it more like an Aryan. Um, but, and I also played it to a lot of friends of mine. You know, I have like a circle of trust and I mm-hmm. I played it and they said, no, 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 really, this is this you can really see as an Aryan. So so but it's scary for me still, you know, because because it's it's very different from, from other Aryans. So it's scary for me how people are going to be re- uh, react to this. Of course, although th- to be fair, it could be a normal Aryan album and you'd probably still be worried about how people are going to react to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, with the, with like the, the live releases, like the live releases of, of Universe and, and Electric Castle, I had no worries at all. Yeah, I was like totally confident. I was like, this sounds like or sounds so good, and uh, you know, everyone's gonna love this. I was quite sure oh, yeah. of myself. But but yeah, you know me. It's it, it's true. With every Aryan album, you know, when I'm just when I'm done. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Let's, let's uh, you know, give it to the record company. And then I have to wait three months mm-hmm. for the release because everything has to be prepared. And in those three months, the album becomes the worst album I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same. <laughs> now, now, one of the things you're doing with this one, um, you know, is you're doing a comic book along with the uh, album uh, that's available right. in a lot of different formats. Did that come about as a result of, you know, having to uh, ditch the movie or was that kind of planned from the beginning? Uh, sort of. It was a little bit in the middle there because uh, I contacted this this director I told you about and he explained to me how you make a movie. And most of all, he explained to me how expensive it is. You know, he said normal budgets are 50, between 50 and, and 100 million and big budgets are over 200 million. Low budgets are under 10 million and a couple of million is laughable (laughs) so that made me think like whoa you know am i able to to get that much money together for for the movie and at that point i realized okay let's let's not put all my bets on the movie let's um, make another childhood dream come true because i was a huge comic book nerd when i grew up um and let's make my own comic book and at least, you know, if the movie will never happen, we have that. Yeah. And, and of course, for decades, Arion was a uh, studio-only project. Right. You know, right. you only had to focus on the audio uh, aspect of, of things. Did, yep. did doing uh, Universe and did Electric Castle live and having to focus on the visual a- aspect of things help you in making that transition to a, a visual medium for the comic book? Uh, no, not really. I, I don't think so. No, I, I think playing live is, is a completely different thing. Uh, no, making comic was, was really... Uh, basically, it was very scary for me because it was... 
can I do it? I never did it before and I, I didn't feel like learning how to do it, you know, following all these YouTube courses and stuff like that and buying books. I was just, let's just start. And okay, uh, how many panels does the first page have? (laughs) (laughs) And then writing down those panels and what clothes do they wear? What's in the background? What do they say? What do they think? Yeah. And um, as I was working on it, it was was actually, it was fun. It went pretty fast. And uh, luckily the guy I worked with, he was very open for all my ideas. You know, I'm a total control freak perfectionist. So I, from the beginning, I told him I, I would drive him crazy and he would hate me, but um like what happens with a lot of uh, illustrators that i work with for, for my albums i drive them crazy but this guy was very patient and he had a very a good ideas and he knew exactly what i had in mind and um, the cool thing is if you if you buy the yearbook of uh, of um, the new album which has already been sold out unfortunately but uh in the yearbook you see all the sketches and you see all my suggestions so you 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 can really follow the whole process of how the, the comic book was made. <laughs> you remind me of a, I know this is going to be a, a niche comment for people, but there's a South Park episode called Cartman Land where he, he buys a theme park but uh, doesn't let anybody in uh, at first and, and drives up demand that way. And <laughs> that's what it means. Okay. <laughs> you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, you huge Cartman fan here. Yeah, totally. Very nice. Yeah, I looked at all of them. Favorite was the Mark Clarth that the Oh Mark yes, Clark. yes, that, yes. <laughs> we're still we're still you uh, mentioning uh, uh Everything is with Marklar, every object, you know, if you yes. can't th- think of the name, can you give me that uh, Marklar? Nice. So, <laughs> we still use it. Now, with uh, with uh, Arion, you've ever, always had this large overarching uh, universe with, uh, you know, kind of the exception of the new album, it's kind of uh, on its own, uh, but mm-hmm. you, you can't help kind of seeing a parallel between Coheed and Cambry and what they've done. Of course, Arion predates right, right. them. Um, however, they were very uh, early, uh, right, kind of right out of the gate, uh, using comics to, you know, uh, expand on their universe and to to mm-hmm. draw people in. Did you get uh, any inspiration from them or any other band uh, that has kind of made that switch over uh, to to comics? Not specifically. Uh, I love Coed and Cambria. I love what they do. It's it's fantastic and. Uh, Alice Cooper has done something like this with The Last Temptation. But no, no, my, I think I was a huge Spider-Man fan. You know, that's, that's where it comes from. When I was a kid and I, I discovered the whole Marvel Universe, and especially Spider-Man, uh, I still have all the comics. It's, 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 uh, you know, other, other kids were outside playing and I, in the sun and I was like in the dark in my bedroom with the windows closed, listening to Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and, and reading comic books. And uh, no, I, I, I loved Spider-Man. You know, it was, it was a, a lot of humor and he was like a human character, you know, with human faults and... Uh, um, that's that's basically where where my passion comes from. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of that, now you know, uh, I I was never a huge comic book person. Um, I, I really knew superheroes from cartoons and things growing up. 
Um, mm-hmm. but what, what have you thought about the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that have been spent bringing, you know, all the comic books uh, to the big screen over the last uh, decade or so? Uh, there's some okay ones, but um, it, it's not really for me. You know, it, it's a lot... In, indeed, like you say about the millions that has been put in it, the way it looks and, and the, the action and the fights and stuff like that. And um, uh, maybe I'm just too old for that, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, fair enough. You, you, you would prefer it, it stay kind of truer to the stories and the dialogue than, than be focused on the action. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. As, as you can notice from my from my albums and also the influence I have for my albums, you know, it comes from... Uh, yeah, like like I have the song "This Human Equation," you know, which is about human emotions, stuff like that. That's basically what I uh, what I what I like, you know. That's why I love Star Trek. It, it's it's about the people, and and it's about uh, what people do, and and it's about the human equation, basically. That's actually also where I stole the title from. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Data saying uh, saying something to Picard, like, uh, "Will we ever understand the human equation?" And I was sitting there writing it down like hey that's a good title yeah I think... <laughs> so yeah yeah i i'm more a start I, i'm getting a, a probably a lot getting a lot of hate mail now but i'm more a star trek person than a star wars uh, and so I, I'm, I'm more just about, about to say uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like, a, it like says the, a lot the wars and the laser fights and shit like that it's it's not for me all right, fair enough. You know, and I, I kind of have, have dipped my toes into both worlds, and and I see some fun with both. But at the end of the day, I'm probably with you on the Star Trek side of okay, things. Okay. And I, I, no, I no, don't, don't get me wrong. Star Wars was great, you know, especially Empire Strikes Back in the first one. And no, 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 I, I, I love that stuff. You know, how can you go wrong with with Harrison Ford? I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with uh, with uh, the comic book, did that have any effect on the final lyrics? Because usually you're just, you know, you're thinking about the vocal melodies and, and getting through the album. But now you have this comic book to pair with. Did that change any of the final lyrics to better help with that? Uh, well, the the lyrics were done, I think, when I when I did uh, the comic book. I okay. think they were, yeah, they were mostly done. Um, then, of course, you want to avoid using the lyrics you use in the in the song text to you also use them in the in the comic book. That that felt kind of cheesy. I did it here and there, you know, like uh, if, if you have Simona as the angel of death appear on the scene and she goes hello there you know yeah. <laughs> in true david lee roth style i mean that had to be in the comic too <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of glad you kept it sparse because i'll tell you one of the, the i guess this is probably oh, quite a few years old now but uh they did a novel for russia's clockwork angels and i absolutely love kevin j anderson's other work he was the author on that but throughout, I know he he. I, I've been in contact with him. I, he uh, yeah, he did some stuff for me too. Yeah, okay. brilliant stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. the and the book, you know, other thoughts aside, it was just completely littered with lyrics from Rush. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. by the end, it definitely got to be too much. It was. Just I know. I know. Overloaded. I know. Yeah, um, you know, love him yeah. and love his work, but it it, yeah. it it was a little bit too fan servicey by the 
be it. Uh, I, can it. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now you, you, of course, were working with an illustrator for the comic book. What was it like in, in picking um, an illustrator, given, you know, there's such a wide style of I know, people out I there. know. And it, it wasn't easy because I'm totally spoiled, you know, like, like I get the best singers in the world i get to work with the best guitar players in the world you know like like satriani and friedman on my on, on the new album uh, i also want the best illustrator <laughs> so it was it was months of looking and and just checking people out googling and and asking people uh, at some point i asked the guy who did the comic stuff on my uh, solo album which also very much has a comic book look uh, my solo album lost in a new reel and the first thing this guy said, well, I will never work with you again. <laughs> he knows what a perfectionist I am. But I will help you find someone. And he uh, directed me to a, a, a publisher in Chile. And this guy had like 10 people and he sent them to me. And I came to, I think, number four, which was Felix Viga. And I was like, oh, my God, that is the guy. And uh, mostly because of the colors and it wasn't like comic book. It was like every panel is a little painting in itself, you know. And that that's what I really loved. And and then the guy said, "Well, you're in luck because he also likes the music, which which is very important for me, you know. If if I because you work with a guy like that for a year, so you want to inspire each other, you know. I want to send him music, and he'll be like, "Oh, cool, I see colors or whatever," and and he will be sending me images, and I'll be like, "Oh, cool," and inspire me and. Um, so luckily he liked the music, uh, and that, that really helped, you know, that, that gives you some, uh, uh, some chemistry. And, uh, you know, going back to the, the audio for a little bit, um, we talked about Cami Gilbert, um, who was of course, you know, a little bit newer on the scene. Uh, but then you also work with D Snyder for the first time, uh, not quite so new on the scene. Uh, <laughs> what what would you say is is easier to work with for the first time the 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 younger folks who you know maybe are less experienced but more open or or guys like D who you know are are well set in what they they do well thing is the big names like D Schneider and Bruce Dickinson and and Fish and James Lebrie and Michael Ackerfeld and Devin Townsend you don't tell them what to do <laughs> so you just I I, I I record guide focus myself. Then I sent it to a great singer because I want to raise the bar for the eventual singers. So that's what they get. They get guide focus by a great singer. And I always tell them, especially these big names, um, like just listen to it once or twice. So you have a general idea uh, what what I want. But uh, please make it your own because I'm a fan of these singers. You know, that's why I asked them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want them to put their own uh, style in it. And um, with Dee Snyder, it's easy. You know, I, I, I know what he can do and I know in what range he sounds powerful. Uh, so I, I, I just, of course, he didn't come to my studio. He recorded it in a studio in New York. Uh, all I had to do was tell him what happens in the story, tell him what his uh, uh, motivation is in the song. And uh, yeah, give him the, the guide focus by the other singers, who was, by the way, Mike, Bill, Mike Mills, who is also on the album as a lead singer. Um, and to, yeah, both are great. You know, it's it's worked great to, to work with your idols, like Dee Schneider. Uh, uh, but it's, it's equally great to discover new talent like Cammy. 
and to have her come to my studio and to to really work with him and have a lot of interaction so it's it's uh, I, I don't think what one is easier than the other it's it's just basically you know if i like the voice it's always easy fair enough you you'd mentioned michael mills in there who's become a little bit of an Arion mainstay. Oh, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's a good thing. And I, I have to imagine he's one of the few people that you can go to. You know, you have a new role on the album. It's literally the role of dumb piece of rock. And he'd be like, <laughs> I can work with that. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I, I didn't have a part for him. And, and I swore that he would be part of every thing I do. So I was like, I gotta think of a part for him, and and then I thought, well, you know, why not a statue? <laughs> yeah, I think it was inspired by some kind of movie where a poster came alive and mm. Uncle Sam jumped out of the poster, something like that. Um, and I was like, well, Mike, I got a part for you after all in the album. I'm not sure if you're gonna like it. And he said, okay, okay, I can take it. Just tell me. I said, well, you're gonna be a, a dumb piece of rock. And I, I still remember he didn't think he immediately he said like Arian I'd play a banana for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean it's, it's amazing what he can do with a role like that and how how he brings that to life. He did a fantastic job oh, as yes. always. Oh yeah, yeah, as always, yeah. He's he's really I keep saying it. He's one of my heroes. I discovered him on YouTube doing a, a cover of Jethro Tull, Thick as a Brick. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is so incredibly good, you know, at everything, not just singing, but also composing and playing guitar and, and, and drumming. And, and it's, it's, it's quite he, annoying, he, actually. He is very, very much multi-talented, much, much like yourself there. He, he really does amaze. Um, before our time comes to an end, as we are, we are coming to that, there's two questions that I want to make sure I get to here. I'm going to skip down. Um, sure. You know, one of the big news leading into Transitist was that Ed Warby would not be playing drums on the album because it wasn't originally an Arian album. Uh, but right. you got uh, Juan Van Emmerlut, and I apologize if I mispronounced that. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 almost seven a.m. Like I said, I I know I'm going to make those mistakes. <laughs> no, but it's a weird language, Dutch man. I, um, I totally forgive you. <laughs> you know, at this point, you know, you've been working with Ed so long that you know talking him through what you want is. Is, it's got to be pretty much second nature. Um, but how was the uh, process of getting the sounds you wanted out of the new drummer? <laughs> Not mentioning his name anymore. <laughs> Avoiding that. That's right. I can. No, I no. only butcher it once. <laughs> Good one. Oh no, no. He's he's. Uh, it was totally, totally different with with Ed. You know, he's a human machine. Let's face it. You know, he's a metal drummer. Uh, I give him. Uh, I record the uh, the drum rec uh, or I uh, program the drum computer. Give it to him. That's what he plays. Uh, with Juan, it was totally different. I um, he has his own studio and uh, at home. So with the, with the very basic demos, which was just a little MIDI piano, I went to him. And we worked on the songs together, actually. And, and it was like um, I needed a drummer who was very eclectic, who had many different styles, very versatile. Uh, but uh, the metal side had to be in there. And that's hard, you know. It's You can easily find funky drummers or jazzy drummers. But to have find a drummer who has the funky and the jazzy feel, but also the metal feel is hard. And this guy had it. And, and so... Um, we could really explore new things, and 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 I all the time I'd be asking, what what would you do here? Let 
people wouldn't expect, you know, and that's how we came up with these weird jazzy parts in, in Message from Beyond. And um, so, yeah, it was it was very, very cool for me to work this way, you know, and, and uh, I think it's also what this album needed because it's not a typical uh, it, it's not a typical prog or a typical metal album, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, the one question I am legally obligated to ask to finish things off. 2017, we had Arian Universe live. 2019, mm-hmm. Anti-Electric Cast live. So, assuming we can get a vaccine and return to normal, any ideas for 2021 and beyond? <laughs> uh, totally, totally. And it, and it was the plan, you know, to do something in September 2021. Uh, problem here is that we need a year to set a show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also we have to start selling tickets at least half a year in advance because mm-hmm. it's a very expensive show and we need to of course. invest uh, invest in it. Uh, which means that, you know, end of this year or early next year, we would have to sell, like with Electric Castle, we would have to sell 12,000 tickets to people in 64 countries, which is not going to happen at this point, you know. And, yeah. And, so by the end of this year, we're going to have to decide whether we go ahead with shows next year. Um, Yoast, my partner in crime, is is uh, is very positive, but I I am less positive. I don't think it, it's going to happen that fast. So I I I'm afraid we're going to have to skip this year, and just hope that it will be possible next year. Well, I, I think a lot of uh, people... sorry, the year after. The, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are just going to be relieved as I am that there there is more events, you know, kicking around. You know, we, we understand that uh, the practicalities of it might not happen as quick as we want. But, you know, just just to know that uh, we'll, we'll get a return and we'll, we'll get yeah, to, to come back. We it have to, makes you people know, happy. It, <laughs> I know it, it, it. so many happy people with the last shows. And even though, you know, you, you may know that I hate it, <laughs> you know, the performing and uh we have to do it you know we simply have to do it and it's too much fun for everyone and uh, we realize that you know so we don't want to do it too often but at least once every two years a couple of shows you know that that's that's the perfect time frame i only have so much vacation time (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah good one but uh no i'm very happy to hear i you know wish as always great success again the album is transitus it's uh coming out september 25th uh, any final thoughts or, or comments for everyone before we go? Well, as I said, it's, it's uh, you know, if, if people are familiar with my music, they will have to get used to this one being more of a musical than the, than an opera. Um, I, I'm just in my insecure phase, you know, so I shouldn't say too much because <laughs> otherwise people are not even going to take the time to listen to it so <laughs> I, I i think i think many people will listen to it i don't think you'll have any problem uh, uh with that end of things and as always Arian, thank you very much and and wishing you great success with everything you're welcome nicholas my pleasure all right talk to you next time yes i hopefully talk to you next time and uh you know, hope you enjoy uh, the, the the weeks leading up here to the release. And uh, like I say, I, I I really don't think you'll have any any issues with the uh, with the release or, or or the normal reactions or anything like Thanks, that. Thanks, man. Thanks. So. Thanks.
All right. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you very much. Okay. You too, man. Well, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Arian Lukinson, uh, mastermind behind Arian. And uh, we did talk in there a little bit about uh, D. Snyder and his participation on the album. He plays on a track that uh, really brings a lot of energy at a time when I think the album needed it. I really started to appreciate the song once uh, I got the full album. And so of the three singles, we're going to play that one for you now. This is... Get out now. Alas, I was afraid of this. Henry indeed betrays his brother Daniel. He tells their father everything. Livid with anger, father summons Daniel to the Great Hall. Nothing good ever happens when one is summoned to the Great Hall by one's father. And to put it mildly, this particular father is not a man to be tampered with. I think it's a pity he was ever born. Since your mother left us, you've been hiding. 